This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That First question I've got for you, Mixu. Um, your last adventure in football management was with Hong Kong at international level. You've obviously managed at Latvia international level. You've managed your native Finland, of course, as well, as well as clubs in the Scottish game and the Finnish game. How do you reflect on your time as a manager so far? And crucially, are you looking to get back in? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been great. Um, obviously, I've been very fortunate to have. Uh, uh, quite a few management jobs and uh, and different kind of manage- management jobs, uh, uh, fighting for the titles and winning titles, um, and fighting for the relegation and uh, and unfortunately getting getting also relegated. But uh, I think um, overall, I'm I've been I've been lucky to to be able to learn from each and every job I've, I've been at, as 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 everybody does if they want to learn, um, and also. Um, also with the, with the club jobs and international jobs um there's a there's a little different difference in there as well um that gives it all um, all different kind of demands uh, so um so it's been it's been great i've been lucky i've enjoyed every moment and uh, i'm ready to go again obviously i finished with hong kong uh, end of june um and um, i did the the european championships for the uefa as a technical observer and then um, then i got my knees operated and now i'm ready to go knees are fine great playing well and uh, and um, i'm looking for the next opportunity and in terms of management one of the things that i admire about yourself is the fact that you played at the very highest level the english premier league the top flight in scotland you represented your country in 70 occasions but you started at the very bottom in Scotland in the third division with Cowden Beath. How was that um, experience for you, considering you'd played at a very high level as a player? Yeah, it was um, it was an opportunity that uh, was put to me. Um, I was um, I had a had a knee injury. I was I was uh, playing and uh, and coaching first team reserves and young boys um, youth team at the San Mirren, and um, and then um, um, I. I got an opportunity to to join Cowden Beath as a manager, and uh, they they approached me, and uh, and I wasn't sure because it was part time football, uh, like you said, um, the lowest tier in in Scottish football at the time, and uh, and it was um, I had I had a couple of questions. Um, I had can the can the players uh, um, respond to my demands? Uh, obviously. Um, I demand uh, professional attitude and uh, an approach, even though the, the club might be part time, uh, but from the players um, and uh, and also um, to go uh, Cowden and Beath at low level uh, like that. I've had never been uh, uh, that as a player that level. Um, I had never uh, been a part time player in my, in my career. Uh, so uh, so there were there were a few questions, and I I did ask uh, a few experienced managers. Um, Craig Levine and uh, Alex McClish. I asked their advice 
because Greg Levine had started his management career career at Cowden Beath. So he knew the club uh, thoroughly and um, and he said it's a brilliant club. Uh, German is brand new as he was. Uh, Gordon McDougall, fantastic man. Um, and uh, there was no problem with that. Then um, then I asked McLeish about the, the level. Uh, should I wait for a, maybe a club uh, opportunity a little bit higher level? He said, Mixo, Mixo, go, go there, learn. If you believe in yourself, if you're ready to work hard, uh, you'll get forward from there. And uh, and luckily, that's what happened um, after a little bit over a year. And uh, I moved on uh, to the professional club, full-time club, and uh, and then um, then on from that. So, uh, so you know, a little bit, a little, little apprehension uh, beginning with, but... Uh, but the, the experienced managers I, I spoke to, like I mentioned, uh, they helped me a lot. And then the um, um, rest is history. Well, as you say, you, you won the, the first league title at Cowan Beath have won in 67 years. You go back to your native Finland and, and take on a managerial post there before taking over at Hibs where you played as a player. But before we talk about the rest of your managerial career, I want to rewind back to the start of your playing career. Were you always a forward-thinking player when you were growing up in Finland? Was it always natural for you to be among the goals? Uh, yes, I was. Um, my father played um, as well, and he was a centre-forward, and uh, I kind of followed his footsteps. Um, I was always uh, always a, a striker. I always wanted to score goals. Um, and um, and there, was a, there was a spell that uh, when I was playing, um, um, I think I was about... 13 years of age, uh, the coach put me as a center half, and um, and I I didn't feel uh, home at all uh, being a center half because I wanted to be the other end of pitch and uh, and hopefully score goals and help uh, teammates scoring goals and uh, so um, um, I did ask the coach that uh, no no would you would you would you um, uh, see me as a as a striker rather than um, center half so uh, I didn't feel at home at all uh, but uh, no. Uh, it was natural because of my father. Uh, he was a centre forward and uh, and kind of uh, followed his footsteps. Uh, so uh, it was also a big help uh, being a young player. My father was uh, was giving me tips and uh, and uh, you know watching watching the games and all that and do that and and don't do that. So uh, it was good good learning curve and uh, and and he helped me a lot early days. You started your career at Hacker in Finland. You're scoring lots of goals. You're having attention from clubs, including a few in Scotland. You signed for the legendary Jim McLean at Dundee United. What was Jim like to work with? Was that a completely different style to the style you'd been, been used to in Finland? Because let's be honest, Jim, very, very, very passionate. Absolutely. Um, obviously, totally different style. Um, in Scandinavia, Finland is, uh, you, you're more like friends. Um, you go to the head, you call the head coach by the first name and, uh, and you're, you're friends. Um, and when I came to Scotland, obviously the the manager was was the boss, uh, the gaffer, uh, totally different. Um, and his uh, his style uh, was the typical at the time. Um, you know, keep keep no nonsense. Uh, if somebody played well, you know, there was not too many praises. But if somebody played badly, you 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 heard it, and you knew it. Um, so, but uh, make no mistake, I was lucky in that that. Well, first and foremost, uh, to be able to join Dundee United, uh, who had just been in the UEFA Cup final, uh, fantastic achievement. Uh, what a wonderful team and teammates, uh, great players, uh, you know, full team full. And, uh, and then Jim, who was an absolute genius on the training ground. Uh, he helped me a lot. 
learning and, and getting used to uh, the, the Scottish football, the fast pace of Scottish football. Obviously, it's totally, totally different to to, um, to Finnish football. Uh, so, um, and that was helpful, but um, it was uh, it was uh, it was strange and it was uh, so uh, to, uh, certainly different to what I had been used to. You were the top scorer in uh, a couple of seasons while you were at Dundee United. You famously scored four goals against Morton in one game. You were part of the team that reached the Scottish Cup final against Celtic in 1988, the centenary year of Celtic. How do you reflect in that cup final and the whole experience around it? Yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful occasion. Uh, like I say, that was my first season Scottish football and uh, and to get to the cup final, the Hampden Park. And uh, if I remember right, it was like 72,000. Uh, by far the biggest uh, crowd I had played in front, um, and uh, the the all own spice to to the match as well gave the gave the Margaret Thatcher being at the match as well, and uh, and obviously the the Scottish people, uh, um, how how can I say they they were not too pleased that she was uh, attending the match as well, but uh, and uh, and they made themselves here heard, but uh, it was. Um, as a match, you know, it was obviously a disappointment for us because we lost 2-1. Two, two, uh, Frank McAvaney scored two, two late goals and, uh, and Celtic won the cup. Um, but uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful occasion. And, uh, you know, the play in front of a, such, such a great big crowd and noisy crowd and, uh, and Hampton Park, which is uh, legendary. Plenty of goals playing under a legendary manager at Dundee United, but interest in you from Aberdeen, who, again, are, are pushing to try and win trophies. How did the move to Aberdeen come about? Was it a smooth move? Because Dundee United and Aberdeen, as you know, are, are quite quite the rivals. Yeah, it, it was smooth. Um, obviously, uh, I had heard rumours that, um, you know, they, they might be interested in me. And, uh, and uh, I think the previous year we had, uh, we had like three... Uh, replays in the cup against them. Um, when I played for Dundee United, we had against against Aberdeen, and uh, and I managed to score in every game um, against Aberdeen. And um, I think that hence that that started the speculation and all that. And I heard rumours, but uh, well, then one one late afternoon, Jim McLean phoned me and said that uh, that um, the club had been uh, talking to Aberdeen and uh, and uh, they've reached agreement with the fee. Uh, so would I would I be interested in talking to them? And uh, I I obviously said yes uh, because Aberdeen is a fantastic club, uh, big club, um, full of fantastic uh, uh, players. Uh, so uh, I spoke to them and uh, everything went really smoothly and uh, happened very very quickly as they do in football. And in terms of Aberdeen, um, you work under Willie Miller, who, of course, the, the Gothenburg great, what, what, the captain when they when they won the, the Cup Winners Cup and the Super Cup. What was he like to, to work for? And again, what were those Cup final memories like? You must have been frustrated after them because you must be thinking, when on earth am I going to get a chance to actually lift the silverware that I feel that we've earned? Yeah, and it was, um, first of all, uh, Willie Miller was a, was a fantastic manager. Uh, he really... Um, uh, gave the team confidence. Um, we we all knew our roles. Uh, we had a we had a clear uh, tactics how we played, and uh, and hence uh, we were we were quite successful. Uh, so, um, but yes, it but yet my first full season uh, we we reached the League Cup final and uh, and the Scottish Cup final with Aberdeen as well. So uh, it was uh, it was disappointing that we lost uh, both. On both occasions, two one. Uh, this time to Rangers. So, uh, so I was, I was like that. Come on, uh, hopefully I get another chance and uh, and and lift the cup. 
um, and uh, and that. But uh, it was it was all in all successful season. But uh, but uh, we were we were um, unfortunate in the cup finals, and uh, and it wasn't to be. It would have been great if we had lifted at least one of the cups, um, and uh, and obviously. Uh, um, that league, we we battled well against Rangers, but uh, they had a good team and they they ran out. They they won all three trophies that season, and uh, and they were strong. Success does follow you, thankfully, at Bolton when you move down south. You score in the playoff final. The club reaches the Premier League. You become the first Finnish player to play in the rebranded Premier League. Just on the the promotion success, what was that game like? Because to get seven goals in any game is a shock. Never mind a a game of that magnitude. Oh, it was a right roller coaster. Um, it was a typical playoff final, cup final uh, uh, day, late May, uh, scorching, really hot day, um, and uh, and packed Wembley uh, playoff final prize promotion to the Premier League um, and uh, in England. So uh, um, we all I remember was. Uh, 20 minutes played, we were 2-0 down against Reading. And uh, half an hour played, they got a penalty. Reading got the penalty. Thankfully, our goalkeeper, Keith Brannigan, uh, saved it. Saved it. And uh, I remember Bruce Riok, our manager at halftime, telling us, come on, guys, come on, guys, keep it going. Keep it going. Um, Brannie's save is the sign. That's the sign. You know, that's, uh, you know, we'll come good. We'll come good. And 11 minutes uh, before the before the uh, end of normal time, uh, Owen Coyle scored the 2-1 uh, goal for us. And uh, and then seven minutes before the end, uh, Fabian de Freitas, a Dutch striker, scored uh, 2-2. And we went to extra time and uh, and it was it was it was incredible. And then I managed to score in the first half of extra time, a 3-2 goal. First time we went ahead. What a feeling. That Bolton end, you know, it just erupted and uh, it was fantastic. Brilliant memory. And then we scored um, a 4-2 goal. Um, and uh, and then they got the 4-3 goal right in the end. And I remember the last five minutes, Reading just bombarded our penalty area, our, our box, and uh, and we managed to hold on to 4-3 um, victory in the, after the extra time. It was a fantastic uh, match, uh, eventful, but um, but uh, it was a, as, a, as a player, it was a right roller coaster. I'll tell you that. In terms of the Premier League, there is a, a great documentary on BBC at the moment um, talking about the sort of formative years of the Premier League. You were there in the thick of it during those years. What was it like? Because in those early years, Sky Sports, of course, were given it exposure that my generation now take for granted. But back then, it was a big deal to, to see lots of games on TV and lots of games covered in great detail like never before. Yeah, but the, it really bounced forward from uh, you know the, the the English Premier League those days. Uh, uh, like you say, it's Sky Sports. Uh, you know, obviously played a vital role in that. Uh, it was broadcasted to the, all the pubs, um, the households, and it was it was growing fast. Uh, everybody wanted to watch, see the games and and all that. Like like now, it's huge. Um, obviously, there's other other broadcasters as well and nowadays, but uh, but uh, those days it was only Sky Sports, and uh, and it, it was great. Um, there, there was a real hype, um, you know, that the things things are getting bigger, things are growing, and uh, but um, um, it was um, it was good to be part of it, uh, fantastic, and uh, and playing uh, obviously fantastic stadiums every every time, and then uh, then seeing the matches on TV and uh, and tremendous time. 
What was Bruce Rioch like to work with? Because obviously he goes on to manage Arsenal. It doesn't quite work out for him there, but to even get the call to manage Arsenal means you must have something special. Yeah, he did really well for us. Um, um, before my time, um, they, they, had a, they had a fantastic FA Cup run um, and uh, they, they beat uh, famous clubs, Arsenal, uh, on the way. Um, and then um, um, and he was, uh, he was our manager. He was... Um, obviously, took us to the player final and uh, and, and promotion, but uh, we also reached the same season uh, the League Cup final, then the Coca Cola Cup final against Liverpool at Wembley, and uh, which we lost to one another cup final um, defeat. But uh, but nevertheless, um, he did a fantastic job with with, uh, with Bolton. He really built the team. Uh, he really um, constructed the, the the good effective team and the good team spirit into the team. He was a he was a typical. Um, uh, coach those days who really took you by the hand on a training ground and and uh, you know let you know taught you where to be timings and all that um so uh, uh, really helpful really good and uh, and hence we we got the results uh things didn't go according to plan to him um, at, at arsenal but uh, nevertheless he he merited the move there and uh, because of his uh, his fantastic uh, exploits at bolton but uh, and and then on went on to uh, manage uh, you know many many other uh, big clubs. But uh, I enjoyed working for him. Um, and, uh, and but he was uh, he was quite hard hard man to work with, but uh, really helpful on the training ground. Like like those those days, uh, um, almost all of the managers were. It was the same same um, um, mental approach from them. Uh, no nonsense approach at all, and uh, players were quiet, and players that did what they did with what they asked, and all that. Not too many questions asked. Following um, Bolton, you have a season at Wolverhampton Wanderers before joining Hibs for the for the first time in, in 1998. When you got the call from Hibs to return to Scottish football, was that something you were you were eager to do straight away, given the size of the club? Albeit they were in a tricky time at that time, wanting to get promotion. Yeah, obviously, Hibs were playing the first division uh, those days, and uh, and uh, but I had no no hesitation uh, joining the club because uh, I knew how big club Hibs was, and uh, and I knew Scottish football. I loved my time uh, previously in Scotland and uh, in Scottish football, so uh, I had no problem uh, joining Hibs, and uh, and uh, and then we had uh, Alec McLeish as a manager who I played with at Aberdeen. And he knew me. I knew him, um, and he was a, he, he he built a really good uh, team uh, at Hibs, and uh, and then we got the promotion um, straight away. My first season and uh, went on. Um, I think we were we were third in the league and reached the Scottish Cup final as well the same season. So so uh, um, he knew how to put the, the team together, and uh, and we were successful on the pitch. Uh, you know, we have quite a few foreigners, uh, Frank Sosez and Ulrich Lauses and Matthias Jacks and uh, and Russell Latapis and uh, Zitelis, myself. Uh, so so it was it was almost like a like a those days a foreign legion. You know, it was a, it, it, it was that era that started foreigners started to come in masses, and uh, and then. And but it was uh, it was enjoyable um, on and off the pitch. We had a fantastic team spirit, and uh, and um, hence uh, on the pitch we were successful as well. I have to ask you to talk me through the hat trick against Hearts, um, six two victory. What dreams are made of for anyone who follows the green side of of, of the Edinburgh Derby? 
Yeah, obviously that was a that was a fantastic night for us um, uh, to win the match six two um, against your your arch rivals um, and and being one nil down quite early 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 doors in the game, but uh, we managed to get a couple of goals. Um, I managed to be in the right place in the right time inside the penalty box uh, just before half time and scored two goals. We were two one up half time. Um, second half we we totally run the show. Um, and um, I remember Alec McLeish half halftime telling us that uh, don't don't start defending, just go for it, go for it, next goal and keep attacking. And uh, and uh, it, it was great. Uh, second half was was all ours, and uh, hence we won a six two. And uh, and what a night, what a night, what a still still talk about it with the, with the playmates every time you see it, with the fans. Obviously, uh, you know. Um, every time I see see them, you know they stop and uh, you know remember that night and all that. So, no, it was uh, it was tremendous. I have to ask you about one player in particular. I've spoken to a few people about him, Russell Latipe. Just what was he like? Because when I spoke to John Hughes about him, he said Russell just did everything at his own pace, but he was so great at it. Oh, fantastic guy! Fantastic footballer. Um, uh, good friend. We were always roomies. Uh, we Russell and myself, and uh, and uh, and and what a great guy! What a what a magician on the, on the football pitch. Like like Yogi said, uh, he was he wasn't his he wasn't the quickest, but uh, his timing was always immaculate. Uh, his first touch was his, was always uh, tremendous. Took him away from the trouble. Uh, he was, he, although he was uh, small in size, but he was able to write the tackles and and all that. And like I said, his his first touch was uh, took him away from the from the problems. Um, and uh, he could pass, he could finish. Uh, it was great, uh, good good fun to be with as well. And uh, and I really 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 enjoyed playing with Russell. You had a season in France before returning to Hibs. When you're at Strasbourg, was there that part of you saying, "I've made the wrong decision here. I want to get back as soon as I can." Uh, and no, uh, it wasn't that. Um, it was um, obviously um, I was well over thirty at the time, and I got the chance to go and play in France, uh, Strasbourg, uh, with a lovely city, with a lovely club, um, and um, I did enjoy. Um, but uh, uh, we were playing UEFA Cup uh, against Standard Liège in Belgium, and uh, I broke my fifth metatarsal in my foot, and uh, that didn't want to heal. Um, he was operated in, in Strasbourg, and, but uh, didn't want to heal uh, properly. And I was out six months because of that. It was really frustrating. Um, that, that ruined the season uh, and all that. So uh, the, the injury really, really uh, played a big role in that. I had a chance to stay in, in France uh, with another club, but, uh, but uh, decided to, to come back to, um, to Scotland and Edinburgh. Uh, because uh, because we felt that was a, that was a home and uh, and uh, and enjoyed our time in Scotland. Uh, so like now, for example, uh, I've been on my travels and but uh, always returned to Scotland and uh, and it feels like home here and uh, this is where I belong to. What was it like when you returned to Hibs? Obviously, Alex McLeish uh, eventually moves on to manage Rangers. So so what was it like when you returned? It was um, obviously Bobby Williamson was a manager of Hibs, and uh, and uh, I was keeping myself fit. I was running the Arthur seat um, in Edinburgh, and uh, young boys had started training, and they were doing some runs over there. And uh, I went to wish good luck to um, to to Bobby, uh, who had just got the job, Hibs job, and uh, 
Um, and he said, why don't you come and train with us? Um, you know, instead of running yourself on your own, uh, come and train with the, with the first team. They start tomorrow. So I joined, I joined the team. And, uh, and then a few days later, he pulled me after training and said, Mixo, so, um, go and see Mr. Petri. Um, because we would like to sign you and um, and all that, so uh, I ended up signing um, a second spell with Hebs and uh, uh, enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, uh, I had wonderful three year spell before that at Hebs, and uh, and it was great to 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 be part of the the Hebs roster again. I have to ask you about your international career because not many people you speak to can say they've played for their country in seventy occasions and then went on to manage their country. Just how proud are you to, to be finished first of all and to have represented them not only as a player but as a manager for so many years as well? Extremely proud. Um, it is it's difficult to, to explain. Um, I remember when I was a captain of Finland first time um, when I played, um, we played against France uh, in Helsinki Olympic Stadium and, uh, and when, the, when the national anthem came, uh, the tear came down. And uh, you know, obviously, being a captain and all that, and 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 big occasion, um, and then um, then I remember when I when I when I got the management job, and the first time the same thing happened. It just overwhelms you. It just um, um, as a player, um, as a player, you're a fighter. You you want to be you know ready for the game and all that. And suddenly there's a tear. The emotions uh, uh, take over. Uh, wonderful moment, um, and and it was the same. Uh, first time when I when I when I got the management job with Finland, uh, the the first match, the national anthem, it really hit you. It really hit you. You're so proud, and you saw my father. My father used to play for Finland as well, and he was a captain of Finland. And I used to, as a young boy, being obviously on the on the stand and watching him play and uh, and standing national anthem and hoping that one day I'll be standing there. And then, then it all came through, and all happened for me, and uh, and it hit me, um, and it was uh, it was wonderful, um, but uh, so so proud uh, that uh, I was uh, asked to first of all play, and then uh, to manage my my own country. And in terms of um, your club management career, you had the opportunity to manage Hibs and the opportunity, of course, to manage Dundee United as well, two of your former clubs. First of all, on Hibs. What was it like going back there as a manager? Because we've talked about the 6-2 um, game. I've talked yeah. about promotion with Alex McLeese returning under Bobby Williamson, a club that you're always going to be synonymous with. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was great. Um, obviously, I had um, great memories uh, being a player at Hibs. Um, and then uh, when I got the opportunity to manage them, you know, again, again, I was really proud um, that I was given that that chance. Um, all in all, I, I, I really feel that... Um, the chance came early, maybe too early in my career, my management career. Uh, I was still trying to find myself. I was still finding my my own way of doing things, and uh, and that. And um, but nevertheless, um, my my time I have um, enjoyed it. Uh, we didn't play particularly well, but um, we reached top six both seasons and uh, and got to Europe. Um, as well, um, it was um, a relative success, but uh, but uh, I've I've often thought that uh, you know if only that that opportunity came a little bit later in my career when I was more experienced and more more um, uh, more in my sleeve. But 
it's um things happen when they happen and uh, and you learn from them and then obviously um after that i was a year out from the game and i went to kilmarnock then i started to apply what i wanted to do and uh, and uh, we had a really good uh, working relationship with the kilmarnock players and uh, and we played fantastic football and uh, and um, surprised everybody um, you know finishing fifth uh, during that season so uh, it was great great time and uh, i more or less kept that philosophy going um, ever from that obviously developing furthermore and uh, and learning um, every place i've been i've been at that um, and uh, adding to that ball and in terms of uh, Kilmarnock, as you see, a massive success. You won the Manager of the Year award, which again sums up how good the job you were doing there. Um, in terms of Dundee United, it was a very difficult time, but not only you had a difficult time at Dundee United, as the years after showed. Was Dundee United, in managerial terms, the like Hibs now the right club just at the completely wrong time, which was of course out with your control? Absolutely, absolutely. You said it right. Um... It was it was wrong time. Um, I knew, I knew that um, um, it wasn't good time for Dundee United. Um, the club had just sold uh, 13, 14 uh, first team regulars, um, and uh, and it was a it was a real re, re, uh, rebuilding uh, necessary at the club in, in the first team. Um, I had seen a couple of matches before, and uh, the team wasn't passing the ball well. Um, wasn't playing well, and uh, there was a, there was a lot of uh, lost to improve, put it that way. And uh, um, I did listen to my heart more than my head at the time. I knew it. I knew it was going to be difficult. Uh, but um, Dundee United was the first club abroad for me. I had wonderful five years at the club as a player. Uh, fantastic relationship with the with the supporters, as I still do. Uh, and um, and uh, giving that opportunity. Um, I did uh, listen to my heart uh, more than my, my head, and uh, but uh, I don't regret it. I don't because um, I was there. I was working for the club and um, an honoured to be a manager um, and all that. Um, unfortunately, uh, things didn't pan out the way um, you know we all wanted, but uh, it was difficult. Um, but uh, I, I still feel that um, if we kept it going and uh, and started to rebuilding. Uh, there and then and carried that on um, I think um, we would have got back to the Premier League uh, pretty quickly um, but uh, it wasn't to be um, but, uh, but like I said early um, our chat that uh, you learn um, every, every job from every job uh, every every job is different um, different situation different timing um, club might be might be riding high or or re real rebuilding is necessary and uh, that was the case at Dundee United um, but uh, you learn from that um, and now given the opportunity of a relegation battle I would do it differently um, I was quite bullish at the time I thought that uh, we're gonna we're gonna outscore and uh, we're gonna go and pass the ball well and uh, which we did eventually we we improved immensely um, to, to watch the matches uh, early in the season when we just went in um, to to later, we passed the ball so much better. We created chances every every match loads. Um, we we took a lead uh, nine matches, um, and uh, we we ended up losing the matches. 
So uh, it was, um, somebody might say that uh, it, was, it was then naive that you didn't uh, close the shop and you didn't start defending and all that. And, uh, and, uh, and we did put that in mind as well. But uh, um, it takes time to change the team. It takes time to, to really get it going. Uh, unfortunately, the, the end result was a relegation. And, uh, and uh, that, that was a pity. But um, I still feel that, uh, you know, if... If uh, the club kept the nerve and uh, we kept it going, uh, the rebuilding and the developing the players and the, and the bringing in young players, I think uh, we would have been back in the Premier League uh, very, very quickly. And the last question I've got for you, Mixu, um, given the fact that you've managed Hibs, you've managed Dundee United, you had the success at Kilmarnock, you've managed your nation, you had success at Latvia, you had a, an interesting experience um, with Hong Kong, albeit during the pandemic when things get tricky. Do you believe that you're a better manager now than, than you were in the past? And in terms of getting back in, are you open to considering options abroad or are you looking at the UK market? 100% uh, I'm a better manager. 100% surely. Uh, like I said, um, um, I've got um, a little bit of experience um, under my belt now and uh, and uh, been in many, many places, different uh, uh, circumstances. Um, that all adds up. Um, thinking about the game all the time, I'm, I'm analyzing the Champions League, Europa League matches um, every time um, you know they're played uh, for UEFA. I'm part of the Technical Observers Group um, and doing the European Championships and analyzing what ha actually happens in the game top level. That that develops you. That learning never stops, and uh, and I'm learning every day. Uh, so uh, yes, I am ready to consider um, anything really abroad in Scotland um, anyway um, and um, I'm not afraid to go uh, difficult places um, I'm, I'm not afraid to go to to roll my sleeves up and uh, and work hard and uh, and uh, make things better and get success uh, that's what it's all about uh, the bottom line is to improve the players if you improve the players you have a better team on the pitch and uh, and then um, you, you you're more successful obviously you have to recruit and uh, Giving a chance to recruit, uh, bringing players that you you like, you want that type of players, and then improve them. That's the key. Brilliant. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we'll dive down to the ocean and we'll make our home in a deep sea cave and our shells will.